Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Wednesday. Here we are, moving through, made it into the middle of the week. February 16th, the year of our Lord, 2022. I know, if you keep mentioning the date, I'm going to have to ask about your Wednesday socks. Well, I just think we want to make sure on all of our technology that we have the right date. Right. You have to do that before we start, though. Because <laughs> once we've started, it's too late. That's why I do it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. We know what day it is, and we know we're reading the Gospel of Matthew this week. In fact, we're in Matthew chapter 24. So what part of the chapter are we going to talk about today, Edwin? Just a couple of verses down about the fig tree, verses 32 through 35. This is from the English Standard Version. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Very easily, we can see after this short reading why I believe, and I think you agree with me, that at least up to these verses, we've been talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. I think that's a really good point, and yes, we're in total agreement about that. I think it's an important thing when we think about Jesus as prophet. We say he's prophet, priest, and king, and part of his prophethood is predictive prophecy. We talk about how he called the shot of his death, his burial, and his resurrection by giving that point about three days. In three days, I will rise. Did he rise? Yes. Did he rise on the third day? Yes. Predictive prophecy fulfilled. Likewise, when he's talking about Jerusalem, okay, he's he's putting a a time on it, right? That it's going to happen in this generation. That the people around me hearing me today, okay, you're, you're going to be a witness to the fulfillment of this. I admit that I do not take the position that says he makes a shift in the next couple of verses, but I know I know lots of people do. Um, I, I don't yeah. I don't make a big deal out of that. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to say that I'm at like 75, 80% that after this verse, is still about the destruction of Jerusalem. But but when you have a verse that says all these things will take place in this generation, yeah. I, I'm at 99.999% that the verses coming up to this have been destruction of Jerusalem, yeah. even yeah. though they've been some very apocalyptic language, is, very, yeah. very universal type language. I, I go back through the prophets and I realize those exact same kind of things have been said about mm-hmm. judgments brought on Edom and on Assyria and Egypt. Babylon and yeah. Egypt and Israel and Judah in their judgments that they faced with Babylon and Assyria, right. all those same kinds of things about the sun being blotted out and the yeah. stars falling down, all of those kinds of things. In fact, I think some of that apocalyptic language actually stems from very early in Israel's history mm-hmm. when Egypt was judged on their way out, because you remember you had a day of darkness, darkness yeah, a couple of days of darkness yeah, where yeah. there was no sun in the sky and the stars mm-hmm. were blotted out. And, and you have the plagues and you have these very intense right. things. And it's like it's like those images became just language of judgment, mm-hmm. whatever judgment you were talking about. Even if it wasn't literally going to happen in those judgments, right. that was the language right. of judgment. And so you have the, you know that kind of apocalyptic language. And that's a fun word to it's say. It's hard to say. I keep wanting to say apocryphal. It's not apocalyptic. But apocalyptic, yeah, that's a different thing. And But then he gets into this... Um, lesson about Mm -hmm. 
agriculture and look at the fig tree again, <laughs> you know, and, and saying you, you can discern when the fig looks a certain way, what's about to happen. Be mindful of these things I've told you are going to happen. And this is a sign. I, you know, and I'm with you that Jerusalem is going to fall. It's Jerusalem going to is going to happen within this generation. So yeah. all of these things, at least up to this verse, what we recognize and however you define generation, I know I've read some people define it as 20 years. I've read some people define it as 40 years. Even yeah. if Jesus means yeah. the child born yesterday is mm-hmm. going to die. Okay. What? 80, a hundred years. Right. This is, this is, here's what I know, which, whichever one of those things was meant by this generation. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we're waiting for to happen today. That generation is gone now. That generation's yeah. not 2,000 years old. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And if this is happening, what, AD 30, AD 33, something like that, we know that it's about 40 years, actually, that, mm-hmm. that this does come to pass. Yep, so it's in the AD, the destruction AD, of Jerusalem. And, and Jesus is found to be a true prophet again. Now, when we get to this verse 35, he makes a statement about his words. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. That while there's going to be a a judgment and a shaking, a removal of all these things, what can you hold on to? What can you trust? What never fails? Death and taxes. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. We must be one of those uh, alternate marginal readings. (laughs) I didn't see that one. I mean, those are the only certain things, right? Death and taxes. Death and taxes. And God's word. And the word of God. And the word of God. Taxes and the word of God. Yeah, that's that's exactly the In thing. that order, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm, maybe not. <laughs> so yeah, so or I when he says heaven and earth may pass away, I don't think he's actually prophesying the destruction of heaven and earth. Though of course I recognize that in Second Peter chapter three, Peter says that the world is awaiting fire. Mm-hmm. It is going to be burned up and melted yeah. and dissolved in the mm-hmm. heavens and the earth. That's what's going to that happen. Is, well, that and is. if all these things are going to dissolve in this way, yeah. you know, we're waiting for a new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells, a new yeah. order of things. So I understand that is going to happen. However, I don't think that's what he's doing here. I think here he's just, he's making a contrast that, look, it is much more likely for the mountains to fall into the sea than for what I just told you to not happen. Hmm. He's talking about the certainty of his word. He's been making this prophecy and he's letting them know because he's already told them, don't be led astray. Right. There's going to be false Christs come. There's mm-hmm. going to be false prophets and false teachers. Some of your brothers and sisters are going to fall away and they're going to hate you and they're going to betray you. And look, there's going to be a whole lot of people that because lawlessness has increased, their love is going to grow cold. And I'm telling you my, what I'm, this, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. I can't, I don't know the date. I think that's when he goes on. I don't know that, you know, no one knows the day and the hour. He's like, I can't tell you on AD 70, June 10th, 6.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, you better, of course, I understand they didn't have dates like that. But I I can't give you this date, but I can tell you, look, these are the kind of things that are going to be happening. You better be ready. So we were talking a couple of episodes ago about uh, people coming in my name and calling themselves the Christ. And asking, wow, isn't that uh, isn't that another assertion to deity? Uh, to come in my name means that I have authority. Well, God is the one with authority. Again, I, I see this tacit assertion to deity in the statement about his own word. Mm. That uh, even if all of creation does go away, what does it? His word, my words, will by no means pass away. Uh, that's really something that God can say, uh, and only God can say. I think about a, a passage in Isaiah 55, uh, verse 10, 
For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. This is this is attribute of the word of God. It never fails. It never misses. It's always true. It always delivers. And that's what the Lord Jesus is saying about his own word. He is God. He's the son of God. I think back, as you're talking about that, it actually is making me think of Psalm 50. Um, And I don't know if I can even have time to make the case on this, but one of the things, so let's see here, Psalm 50, verse 16, but to the wicked, God says, what right have you to recite my statutes or take my covenant on your lips? For you hate discipline and you cast my words behind you. If you see a thief, you're pleased with him. You keep company with adulterers. You give your mouth free reign for evil and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done. And I've been silent. You thought I was one like yourself, but now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you. Most of the time I come back to verse 21 here and and, and pluck the one sentence out of context and make, I think, a valid point, and that is that God is not like us. And we can mm-hmm. apply that in numerous ways. Yeah. But in the context of Psalm 50, what, G, what God is pointing out is here are people that have committed to God, we're going to keep your word, mm-hmm. we're going to do your will. Their word has said, we're going to obey, but then they didn't obey. Mm. And so when he says, you thought I was like you, he's, he's really talking about the specific idea. You thought I was like you in that I say things and then I don't do them. Mm-hmm. You said things and you're not doing them. You thought I was like that, but that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. Now I'm bringing judgment. Mm-hmm. My word comes to pass. I told you if you behave in these ways, you will be judged. Mm-hmm. I'm not like you. You, you say you're going to do things all the time and you don't do them. But when I say I'm going to do things, I'm going to do them. And that gets us back to Jesus' statement here. Heaven and earth may pass away. You know, the stars may fall from the sky. The mountains may crumble into the sea. But my word is going to happen. Yeah, Judgment is coming if you do not follow God's will. His word is true. I, You know, one of the things that I'm encouraged about is that this word that has been given and spoken has been written and collected as scripture. We are taught about its enduring profitability because of that, because his word never fails. Uh, in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Apart from the word of God, we are not complete. Apart from the word of God, we will not know and be prepared to do every good work. Um, you know, it, it's a great point that you make there. Where are men fickle and fallible? We say things, but we don't keep our word. We lack integrity. Maybe the other thing where we're a little weak on is just uh, we're always having to kind of update our word. Well, some new things have come into view. I need to I need to change that. Maybe I said something mistakenly or maybe I said something in ignorance or maybe I said so, you know, but I, but I know better now. And that that has never been a problem to afflict the Lord. He has said it. He has said it right the first time. He has said it and he does not change it, right? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Voices cry 
And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. What's really powerful is there in Isaiah chapter 40, he's actually now talking about the prom or then talking about the promise of the coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. And there's this picture that is fulfilled in John who goes forth as a forerunner. I, I bring all of this up to point out that this issue of the Lord's word enduring forever, it does apply to the judgment. But it also applies to the promises. Yeah. It also applies to the to the promise of if we're in his kingdom, we have the resurrection. We have the glorious bodies. We have the transformation to be like him. And so it, it works both yeah. ways. And so that's why we, we've got to stick with his word because his word, it's more certain than yeah. death and taxes. <laughs> Amen. My words will not pass away. And that's what Jesus said. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. Hope that uh, you are encouraged to walk with the Lord and walk in His Word today. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, that as we've had this time to consider your Word, we have we have been humbled to see, Father, your faithfulness, your integrity, the certainty of your speech. Father, the certitude, it does not shake, it will never fail, your words will not pass away. And so, Father, we don't need to live a life hoping that uh, you don't mean what you say or you'll change things around just for little old me, but to be humble and obedient and expect you, Father, to keep your word in all things. And we thank you that you are that trustworthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. The fig tree. So the Lord has um, cursed one to make a point uh, that we read a couple of chapters ago. I guess that reading was too short for you to figure out what you were going to say. Huh? <laughs> yes, mm. let us learn the lesson of the fig tree. <laughs> 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 <laughs>